1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Queer Talk, a queer podcast that brings you a regular dose of positive news stories and fabulous interviews.
0: Hi! Hi. Today we are joined by the glamorous Darkwa K. Darkwa, Darkwa is non-binary and uses they-them pronouns and has a multitude of accomplishments, talents, and titles under their belt. On top of all of that, Darkwa has been an incredible friend and influence and actually gave me the raw to agree
1: to do this podcast with you, Seen. <laughs> to, to make the podcast, not agree to make it with me.
0: Well, uh, it, it was dark War gave me a fire up my ass to go and do something and i came to meet you yeah. the next day and you were like i want to make a podcast and i was like oh my god this is our moment this is the one this is our time of scene let's go <laughs> and so if
1: it wasn't for dark War- I don't know You think, wouldn't have said yes to me. Yeah, Darkwa. You'd have been like, okay, Missy, you try you go make your podcast.
0: One day I was like, oh, I'm a bit anxious about like showing myself online and embracing mm-hmm. my embracing my platform. And then the next day I was like, I own for the love of queers, I own fifty-one percent of this company and I'm ready to take over the world. And then it just all <laughs> changed.
1: Well, I'm glad Darkwa had that chat with you before you spoke to me. <laughs> Otherwise, we wouldn't be here making Queer Talk. Absolutely. I guess that's like a it's like a little bonus nugget that people wouldn't have known about Ooh, Queer Talk. I I love the origins of how this podcast came about. You know
0: I love nuggets, so absolutely dream. <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. I think we should just jump straight in, babe. Let's just get these what? positive news stories in our okay. listeners' ears. <laughs> so my story looks at miss major who is a trans icon and a veteran of the stonewall riots miss major griffin gracie and she and her partner Beth have just had a baby good
1: news how good cute news. is that i love babies so much <laughs> yeah you're very good with your cousin i'm also a big fan of babies <laughs> you may not notice but i'm actually really good with children
0: that's why you that's Uh, why you keep me around right
1: (laughs) yeah 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 Uh, the only reason i'm friends with you is because i promised to your mum that i would babysit you (laughs) this is amazing this is an amazing story like uh, so miss major is a trans activist who was present at the stonewall riots
0: she has been doing activism for five decades can Can you imagine
1: i mean this is going to be us in four decades five decades
0: in 50 years, imagine still making queer talk.
1: Oh, we'll still be making it in some form. Just maybe not in this way.
0: I pray to God I don't know you in 50 years. <laughs> anyway,
1: Miss Major is 80 years old
0: and, like I said, has been a trans activist for more than five decades. She and Beck are beaming over their new ba- newborn baby, Asaya Wittenstein, Major. And the baby is gorgeous. There's a little picture of, like the baby lying in like a turquoise and gray like little teddy bear jumpsuit and it's it's so sweet
1: Aww, that's so cute honestly so miss major is in america right yeah and she's worked on the transgender gender variant intersect justice project
0: that's a bit of a mouthful but she did yeah it's a bit of
1: a mouthful yes but she so on top of being you know the president and being an activist around stonewall times since then she's worked with um this san francisco charity to tackle the abuse of trans people and especially people of color in the californian prison system
0: which is vital
1: so she's been active for decades The five decades has not been her sitting down and she's been doing stuff constantly She's been doing stuff. Absolutely.
0: And now she's got a baby. Now, Miss Major is the subject of the 2015 documentary Major, which is all in capitals, which follows her life. So I actually am going to go watch that after we're done recording. I should have probably watched it before Mm -hmm. we started recording to find out more because people like this are really inspiring and we should definitely know their stories Um, and I haven't, I obviously haven't seen that up up until this point.
1: This is how we learn about our history is through dramatisation or documentaries or biopics. Like we see Milk, we see Pride as well. You know, there was that film called Pride? Like this is how we learn about our history and it's great that this documentary exists for Miss Major dun dun
0: dun so yeah good news we have a new baby in the queer community and Miss Major deserves all the happiness for herself and her partner Bet. so congratulations I guess congratulations on Queer Talk yes!
1: Mufsy what's your story? Well as I was saying just now I love biopics I love you know dramatisations I love learning about gay history and not just books but you know TV film and I don't think we have enough TV film that depicts what real life was like back in the previous decades. So my story is actually a review of It's a Sin, which is by Russell T Davies who is the creator of Queerest Folk, as you might know, and also a few Doctor Who episodes. The reason Doctor Who is a bit queer now. So yeah, it's a sin. It's came out last Friday. I think everyone on Twitter, on social media is talking about it because we're so deprived of this kind yeah. of content, like queer content for queer people, talking about the real, you know, what really happened in the 80s with the AIDS crisis and telling stories of real people living through it i say real people like characters who depict what real people would have experienced and ollie alexander from years and years is the main character in it it's been incredibly eye opening
0: and also eye watering i've been crying so much i'm only halfway through but i've just been sobbing the whole time like i'm finding it really difficult to watch and i wasn't i wasn't present then you weren't so i can only no so i can only imagine what people who ha- lived through that and um, mm. experienced that are, are feeling watching this I, I imagine there's probably a load of people that just can't
1: watch yeah I've, I've spoken to a couple of people uh, older people um, who've said oh I don't think I'm in the right mind frame yet to watch it and that's yeah completely understandable like it's I've watched all episodes now I've binged it because I just absolutely love the story and I cried about three times um, throughout the whole series. It's only five episodes. So I can imagine for people who are, it's a bit closer to home, like they need to be in the right mind frame, like emotionally, with and then with their mental health to kind of pick it up and watch it. But it's yeah. definitely a good watch. And I recommend anyone listening, if you haven't watched it, find out how and do it because it's not even just the fact that it tells a story of four, four or five people during the 80s during the AIDS crisis it really shows you the British perspective of things because a lot of stuff that I've seen with when it talk about the AIDS crisis has been American central because obviously it was a you know, pandemic that kind of was very American focused to start with so like you have the inheritance you have angels in America and now I guess you've got it's a sin which focuses what happened in London and in in the story they do talk about how or don't have sex with gay men from America, because that's where you know AIDS is. So yeah. it's stuff like that, where I've I kind of I'm seeing a different perspective.
0: Yeah, as AIDS crept in, it definitely segregated people, because you had different types of gay men were like, oh, they're the ones who have got it, we haven't. And yeah, it it's 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 interesting how it trickles down, and I don't know I just I find it so heavy because in the first few episodes they're just so oblivious that it was coming and it yeah. was happening, and there there was you know there was no way to avoid. You know, the the knowledge wasn't there. And another thing that stood out to me is the lack of technology. It wasn't on the news every day. It wasn't all over Twitter or social media because none of these things were were really present. So it only slowly, you know, became a news story and a headline later on when it was, you know, already, I guess, too late.
1: You're absolutely right. So to draw parallels to covid back in February last year we all kind of knew it was happening you know something had happened in China Italy but everyone had their own reactions to it some people were really worried some people were like it's not really happening is it um, and other people were blaming 5G for it. So like to draw a parallel to that, I guess that's what was happening when AIDS was kind of... People were discovering, oh, people are dying, people are getting ill, but there's no media coverage. And that's what you see in the show. There are main characters who are Richie, who is Ollie Alexander from Years and Years. He's from like Isle of Wight, which is an island off the UK. Um, and then you've got Roscoe, who's from a deeply religious family. And then you've got Colin, who's from the Welsh villages, Welsh Valley. So you have like three different people who are going to have different reactions. So like the Richie really falls into denial. He's just like, it doesn't exist. Like people, it's propaganda, like, and I'm just going to live my life and have fun. And these are young people. You know, these are at that time when they were finding out about AIDS. or in their early 20s, like university age. Yeah. So I think Russell T. Davis does a really good job of introducing us to these characters and how how fun it was to be gay in the 80s to ultimately see how serious it became towards the end of that decade. Yeah. And one of the interesting characters is Jill. Who is richie's long-term best friend and the way she sees it as, as like a, a a straight woman or bisexual woman I, I can't they don't really say what her sexuality is but you know as a woman slightly slightly removed from the um what they called the gay plague at the time I think her perspective is so important because she is seeing all her friends fall ill and it doesn't affect her but it does really affect her and it brings a a deep level of sadness. I mean, I've seen the whole thing, so I won't ruin it for you, but like... Um, I
0: have a couple of critiques because... You know we always do that here
1: this is definitely a positive news
0: story i definitely recommend watching it and it, it's educated me on a number of things two things that stood out for me from speaking to people like paula now paula mentioned in her episode that she she was present when all of this was happening in yeah. london and she moved away from a charity that helped gay people with hiv not not because she didn't support it or not because she didn't you know want to help mm. but she started how she started a charity that helped women and children who had had AIDS and and it's it's something that isn't picked up in this series now I understand there may be a hundred reasons for that but I know that Russell T Davis has released a statement to say that he he should have represented lesbians um, in particular because from from Paula's perspective and again we we only learn these stories from speaking to people right like I, I wasn't there I don't know how it was and neither were you but Paula explained that lesbians were either getting it and dying from it or they were the caregivers you know they were supporting the gay yeah. community and they were looking after them which is jill's role now jill i don't think is a lesbian in this show but mm. the the queer women in the community like stepped up and they they cared for them right. like i think it definitely brought people together to a sense, yeah. And what one one thing Paula said that really kind of struck me is like you would you wouldn't ask where people were because you didn't want to know the answer, right? You know, and and in it, it's a sin. They always say, "Oh, so and so's gone home. They've gone home. Everyone's gone home." Yeah. And that and that was a symbol that they would, you know, that was the end of their character. And Paula was saying like you just wouldn't ask, you wouldn't dare ask where someone was if they weren't in the club one week or whatever because you'd be so scared of finding out. Yeah. That
1: kind of fear is is really eye opening and then my my other but just on that point I I do think a lot of the support like the charities that got set up for AIDS a lot of the support was from um, queer and maybe straight women uh, who cared and wanted to make sure that because the mainstream public health authorities were so slow to react to um, HIV because of the stigma involved Um, so all these charities were set up so that to provide support for gay men I imagine it was there's a lot of women involved who were part of that support.
0: Yeah. And then the other thing um, I read from a friend Harry on Twitter that the actual channel, Channel 4, could, should or could be putting information at the end of each episode. I know they have a helpline, so, yeah. you know, if you've struggled with any of these issues, call this number. But information that says, you know, it's now preventable, there's yeah. now medication in place, this is no longer something to be feared. Members of the public who aren't in our community, who are watching this show, would get that education because... Yeah. They're receiving the information that it was it was something to fear, but they're not receiving the information now to say that it's it's no longer that. And that that for me is is a huge. Um, when I read this tweet, I was
1: like, "Boom! Huge opportunity that was missed."
0: Yeah, because because that's that's the education that I say straight, but you know, non queer people need mm. to know that. We're not, we're not a plague. We're not a disease, and we can live happy and healthy lives. So
1: again, I don't want to spoil it for you because you've not watched all of it. Yeah, but I will say that was one of my critiques as well: the fact that not at the end, of, at the end of the series, or in, at the end of every episode, there was nothing to say, contact this number, or like this is more information about HIV today. Um, because okay, so they do a very good job of saying like this is specifically the '80s. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think there's there was a really good opportunity there to educate people on the fact that people can live with HIV now have the same life expectancy can you know there's medication it's really advanced there's even like new medication coming out soon most people living with HIV uh, take a daily drug so now there's a medication coming out or being tested where you only have to take an injection every two months which makes it even easier to live with HIV um, because it doesn't disrupt your life as much so a lot of this stuff like as LGBT people we know this stuff is happening but as on Channel 4 main and like mainstream TV show there was an opportunity there to tell people like people can live with HIV and live normal lives and it's not you know it's not as bad as it was that we're depicting it in the 80s now but yeah. um yeah I agree with that uh, critique but the show itself is something like it's it's such a great miniseries it amazing does, tells you exactly it it, it shows you the like, story of these men and Russell T Davies says like some of these scenes he's been thinking about for ages like for 20 years because yeah they're drawn from his experiences or his friends experiences so a few of the scenes I could just imagine like that actually happening um I, again I want to say it but I don't want to spoil it so
0: no um, spoilers Muff
1: scene definitely watch it but yeah
0: definitely watch it and shout out to everyone all the lesbians that were there including Miss Paula and also to everyone who's worked so hard on getting prep rolled out across the UK that we you know know Are also mm. surrounded with um, because we're definitely making progress, like you said. The time has come. Drum roll, please. <clears throat> the Divine Darkwa K Darkwa is in the hypothetical building, and I couldn't be more thrilled. Darkwa is a multidisciplinary artist with a passion for social justice and living consciously and compassionately. And they're definitely Darkwa's words, not mine, because I don't even know what half of that means. But it's very exciting, and we live for Darkwa every single day.
2: Yeah.
1: Thank you for coming on to the podcast, Darkwa. Um, so Spencer, uh-huh. Spencer just mentioned that you're a multidisciplinary artist.
2: Yes, I am indeed. But
1: from what I've read on the interweb you're an Uh art director a stylist an artist you've also been the fashion editor for gay times you've also been news presenter for black entertainment television i feel like Mm -hmm. you're really stretching the term of multidisciplinary to the extreme (laughs) 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 Um,
2: yeah um just to add to that i'm also an opera singer a qualified mister and i have undergone i think it was my level three training and being a chef anybody (laughs) wants a multidisciplinary partner for life Hit me
0: up. <laughs> yes, we will. We will drop Darkwar's grinder profile um, in the caption when we post this episode, so you can go straight to them oh, and you can scream. find your dream person.
2: Okay, why am I here? <laughs> I didn't come here to get red. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, we're celebrating. Every single one of those things is impressive. We both just jealous because I think when we write down all of our disciplinaries, we stop after one or two. <laughs> We're like, okay, great. So we have nothing under our belt, just, just mm. this podcast that no one listens to. So that's well, great. Well, I mean,
2: I feel like you guys have a really good listening and following. I feel like your, your listening is loyal. Loyal. Oh. Loyal. They yeah. love it. You have a
1: very big loyal listening or following on Instagram. Uh- You do reels, I do TV, you do loads of, like, um, photography (sighs) stuff as well, fashion Mm -hmm. stuff. Like, you have a a pretty decent following.
2: I think. I'm going to call it a humble following. Mm. But soon come, soon going to be, like, masses. I mean, to be honest, it's really not too much about the numbers of followers for me. I just really enjoy creating. And I just love sharing my creations with other people because that's a way for us to connect and converse and i like connecting with people i like talking
1: of your multiple disciplines which one are you Uh uh, which one's at the forefront right now
2: at the forefront right now i'm gonna say well no art art direction overall Mm. then if you're gonna rank it it's gonna be makeup then photography then video then production (laughs) and then singing
1: I only asked for the forefront and you're like ranking them all now. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> Listen, I haven't been able to speak to other people for a while. I mean, that's a lie. I, I call people all the time. But what I mean is I haven't spoken to new, new people yeah. um, who aren't immediately involved in my life all the time. So if I can say anything at all, I'm going to say it. It's all yes. coming out here. Whew, girl, I, <laughs> <laughs> I love my housemates to bits. We're sisters for life. But when you've just moved in with your good duties and you want some breathing space and you can't have it unless you go to the park, because nothing else is open. It's a hard life.
0: Mm. We're putting Annie on the CV now as well, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, honey, put everything down. Just say, just say she does everything, she will own everything. That's yeah, what I want.
0: Whatever, whatever your requirements, we've we've got a dark war for that. Oh my God!
2: That's like a, that's like a range of dolls. We need to do dark was doll. Oh my god, dark was dolls. That'll be the name for the following. I
0: also I own fifty one percent of that company. Also, you so don't be running do away.
1: I I've... I recorded that shit right. He always wants fifty one percent of everything. See, this
2: is yeah. You know what? Fifty one is cute, sis, and that's fine. You can have your little fifty one. However, you only own fifty one percent of the subsidiary. I've already registered myself as a brand <laughs> company. You're welcome.
0: You're too much. And I lose every time. That's okay. You deserve the world. I'm here for this.
2: Thank you. Thank
1: you.
0: Okay. Shall we? Shall we? Shall we get into some like actual questions?
1: <laughs> yes. Well, actually, I was going to ask because um, like, I've been following your Instagram for I think a year. Okay. Or just over a year. And like one of the things I've noticed on what you portray is that you're very genuine. Like you're always smiling. I always see that gap in your teeth, and it's like the cutest thing ever. <laughs> oh,
2: thanks!
1: You're also a very like confident person. You, at least like you portray yourself as a very confident person, or you seem like a confident person. Um, but I just wanted to like know if you would call yourself a confident person. Um,
2: would I call myself a confident person? I I don't know. I, do you know what it is? I think it's just it is the honesty, right? Because like for me, I have like made a vow to myself after having a few years of quite frankly, being a compulsive liar when I was younger. Let's say from, like, 16 to 19, I was, like, really depressed and just, like, I wanted to create this whole world for myself that, like, had not been. So anyone asked me anything about my life from 16 to 19, if I knew you back then and I don't know you now, there's a reason. It's because it's all inconsistent. <laughs> so because of that, I, like, after that, I was like, okay, like, I don't want to lie anymore. I don't want to lie to myself because it just makes me feel bad and it makes you like you can never really get to know each other, anyone, you can never really like have long lasting friendships. Mm -hmm. So I basically made a vow to myself to always tell the truth like no matter what tell the truth with myself and then i can do it with other people and i think that comes across as confidence but it's not actually confidence it's just knowing that if you decided to say on june 26th 2017 you said this 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 and this and it made me feel like this and i'll be like damn straight i did and this is why i said it and i stand by what i said and i think it it comes across as confidence but it's really just knowing that I can be myself 100% and I'm happy to take accountability for everything and anything that I have done 100% as well
0: yeah I really like this I remember the first and I think the only time we've actually oh no we've we've bumped into each other a few times actually yeah. we have my bad the first time I came to meet you at Martha's in mm-hmm. Soho and I was like I run this platform you already know but mm-hmm. I I don't want to put myself as the face of it it's not about me yeah. and you just were like babe you don't put all that work in and not get anything out of it like you have to you have to own your words you have to own what you're doing you have to like be I don't you probably didn't say confident but I think truth comes down a lot like yeah to just to just share your truth is confident because if you have to spend time thinking about a lie or thinking about a different way of putting messages across then you're mm-hmm. not you're not living your truth right you're just you're just living this like exactly blurry you're like life.
2: filtering like listen like i you can, you walk into a room and maybe like there's a valencia filter shout out to old instagram filters and <laughs> you know then you go into another and then you've got what memo i think it was that was the black and white one and like every time you do it you have to actually remember the last place that you left off when you were using that filter you know and it's just like ugh, i I don't want it i don't want the inconsistency listen i would Mm. much rather have an argument with 20 people and have them all come at me at the same time than to, like, wear loads of different faces. And the reason I say this is because if they're all coming at me at the same time for something that I did in, an, in a situation where we were all there, the only thing that's going to be consistent is what they say that I did. Because I acted 100% myself. Yeah. Everyone's interpretation <laughs> of what happened will be slightly different. But what I did physically and what I said was exactly the same across the board. Why? Because I'm not going to bullshit you.
1: Yeah. I think we all li- live with so many filters naturally. That it's It takes a while to kind of drop those filters as you get older. Yeah. Um, but life is definitely better when you're just genuine, right?
2: Yeah, 100%. It's really easy.
1: And then you don't doubt yourself. Yeah, you don't doubt you don't... yourself.
2: But then also you scare a lot of people away. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but those people didn't deserve to be here in the first place.
2: I know, but I'm lonely. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, you've got us. You've got us. It's okay. Okay, you, cool. You've got all your wigs, and and that's great too. So
1: so we're all good here.
2: <laughs> Honey, <laughs> this is my hair. I don't wear wigs.
1: <laughs> Usually, when we interview people, I'm just like staring at myself <laughs> in the uh, call. <laughs> i find myself just staring at you oh my
2: god well i mean i could give you a bit more of a show if you want
1: (laughs) we'll
0: save that for when we stop recording um also if if you need me to take a restraining order out between you and scene, i can absolutely do that for you um after the show i'll get our legal team on that straight away
2: i I mean honey i'm not mad (laughs) (laughs)
0: desperate times 2021
2: wow how? I mean, Maseem, do you just let Spencer read you like this every time you do a podcast? I just ignore him. <laughs> okay, right. Cool. This is me. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not
0: sorry. I'm just being truthful. You just told me to be truthful. I just I just said the truth.
2: See, and this is, and this is the shit that Martin Luther King was talking about with the white moderate. Don't take my words and fucking twist them. <laughs> oh my God, I apologize, by the way, for all of the screaming you're going to have to edit. <laughs>
0: We won't be editing any of it. If oh my god, yes! if, if, if that's there, that's there. Listen, the screaming can stay. There's professional screaming.
2: Fab, we love
1: it. Circling back to the fact that you're confident, uh-huh. you did say that it scares people off because you're unfiltered, uh-huh. you are who you are, unapologetic, and that can, you said it was scare people. It can be intimidating sometimes when people are confident because not everyone is confident. Yes. But also, surely you find that being confident attracts people to you. Uh-
2: I don't know. I don't know. In my experience, I always feel like I have to work really, really hard to make friends. Because of the way that I carry myself and the way that I dress and the way that my face sits and the fact that I have no eyebrows, I look like a bitch. You're
1: saying you say got resting bitch face? <laughs> yes,
2: 100%. Because of this resting bitch face and the way that I dress and also the people that I hang out with when I'm out, when we could go out once upon a time we tend to get branded like the mean girls but we're not mean we just dress well (laughs) (laughs) that sounds like that sounded a a bit mean that's a regina george (laughs) moment no what i mean is people read us to look like read us as if we're hoity-toity or like you know holier than thou Mm. or think that we're, we're like better than them but it's really not the case we have a specific aesthetic leaning that maybe translates throughout the group or permeates throughout the group when we come together um and I apparently look like the bitchiest and most unapproachable of them all so even though I am really genuine etc like for someone to even initiate conversation with me a lot of the time is quite hard so I find that I do a lot of the like chasing
0: I get very worked up about this a lot not just not just with you but people need to stop thinking they know people I say this all the time about Mufsin I'm like P- in- until you know the real person like please stop telling me what they do or don't think or what they do or don't do or what they're like like go go and ask them because I remember being really nervous to meet you the first time but I was Mm coming to london i was coming to meet you and i we made it into kind of a meeting we had we had our notebooks out and it was very like
2: oh my god was it just it, supposed to be a hanging out thing <laughs> oh, my, my,
0: my, you had your notebooks
1: out when you guys were meeting <laughs> we, we,
0: yeah. we 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 had a cocktail we got on well i was asking dark world to help me make for the love of queers invincible because i knew that they could help with that anyway and ever since every time i've bumped into you at an event you're you're literally a sweetheart like i i can't explain like you're, you've got your confidence, but you're you're just a, you're just a real genuine person. I I can't that I'm not scared as long as I don't cross you, yes. then that's fine, right?
2: i'm glad that you know not to cross me and
0: and that should be the same with <laughs> that should be the same with anyone like you shouldn't take advantage or or piss off anyone if you can yeah. help it and i unless you're Mufstein, i i love pissing off mufsine because that's just
1: that's just how our relationship works this is how he's got through the pandemic pissing me off on facetime yeah exactly and i've gone through it by ignoring him yeah we we, we gotta survive
0: you. listen survival is survival
2: sounds like you guys need a break from each other
1: <laughs> from what spencer is saying is people shouldn't assume that people will know you from the way you dress yourself. Yeah. Like, you just have the conversation with that person in real life or, you know, in DMs or whatever. Yeah. And get to know some person. Like, anyone, not just you. Me, Spencer. People think they know me because I posted a few topless pictures. They don't actually know me. mean, a, really a few? For me.
2: Is that what we're saying? <laughs> a few? I follow <laughs> you on Twitter, says I know what the fuck you're doing, okay? A few <laughs> is an understatement.
1: But do you know anything about my personality from that?
2: Well, no, I don't know anything about your personality exactly. I've seen, but that's because you don't bother engaging with me. So engage <laughs> with me. Okay, we'll do. What we know from <laughs> um, your,
0: your Twitter i scene seen is that you don't have a personality, and that's
1: okay.
2: Spencer, settle down.
1: Spencer will give advice and then break him to attack me. Yeah, but I that's know you, his... so I can say these things. Okay. Sure, that's what everybody told me when I was younger. Um, <laughs> Back to business. <laughs> Triggered. Your IGTVs, mm-hmm. where you are putting makeup on mm-hmm. and then answering questions, I think that is a perfect example of you doing something that you love, and also showing your personality on social media. Yeah. Like, that is where it marries up.
2: Yeah. I mean, do you know, I had a really hard time starting doing Dark Does because I was really nervous. I have so many, like, really intelligent and outspoken friends who speak about social justice issues and activism and, like, all of the stuff that they do so well that I was so... I was incredibly nervous about even entering that space where I started to utter words in front of a camera. And... In doing it, I actually wanted to let people know that I am nice and I I am goofy and I want to talk. Because, you know, my Instagram can also seem like really like, oh, so at first they were the thirst trap gay, but no, wait, they're non-binary and they wear wigs and they do the femme stuff. So they're a fashion bitch. Oh, but then they kind of do a little bit of activism. And I was like, okay, you know what? Let's just bring it all together under one roof and just like sit you down with the many knees that you think I have and let's get to know each other. So I started that and it was it's been really fun and it's kind of evolved to the point that I don't release episodes much because there's so much other stuff that i'm doing now talking which i'm really enjoying like my 2021 diary which is really fun i enjoy that one the most that's in my highlight just like i have loads of like thoughts and i like realize things and when I this do this is what you should be tweeting yeah no I mean yeah. the tweeting is hard Mufsin it's hard I don't know tweeting is hard but like when it's just like sit and like go on camera and just talk it's really mm. fun because then all everyone gets to know all of the like stupid shit that I think about or the weird ways in which I think about stuff um, yeah. and I just want people to know me to be like fun and goofy and remember me as lovely and also follow me and make me famous <laughs> <laughs> the honesty really jumped out <laughs> yeah 100% bitch
0: that's why we're all here, really. So like, there's no, there's no lie here. Fab. Kind of leading on from that, from your experience as a, as a queer Black person, mm-hmm. working on projects like Dark World does and sharing yourself in your 2021 diary, what are, you know, maybe a few of the struggles that you've faced by doing that?
2: Do you know what? I honestly cannot say I've faced any external struggles. Mm -hmm. um sometimes i feel like oh shit did i overshare but then i realized the only reason i feel like i've overshared is because i've broken a new barrier um between myself and everyone else so i am really just i really just want to be an open book i really want i listen i want to be in everyone's mind the feeling that you feel when you imagine this scene And the scene is, and I describe this all the time to myself, because this is what I really want to be for people. The scene is an open great room, like living room, that opens onto a balcony that overlooks the sea in Santorini at like 4pm. But it's like, I want to say like summer. So yeah, it's summer. Slightly overcast day, but breeze going through and just like really still I want everyone to feel like that when they sit with me or when they talk to me I just want them to feel calm and relaxed and that they can speak about anything that they want and know that it won't go anywhere I just I want people to feel safe I, I want to be a safe space for myself and in doing that I want to be a safe space for other people
0: that's cute and you just took me to Santorini so I'm, I'm grateful for that we really well, do welcome anything on this on his podcast we'll have to <laughs> like uh, contact Ryan Air and get some kind of collaboration Not- Ryanair!
2: Like no, honey. We're not doing that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fuck Ryanair! <No>. <laughs> But you don't wanna you don't wanna stop the dollar. If you can get the the collab or the endorsement, you get it. I'm just saying it's not for my brand. Oh so. I see. <laughs> my it's bad. okay. No, it's okay. I I don't know. I'm joking, honestly.
0: Dark War Travels. That'll be Dark the next War one. Today we're going to go to um Santorini. Yeah. Close your eyes. Let's oh go. Oh my god.
2: Have... Oh my god. I have given you way too many ideas on this You can have fifty one percent of that idea, one hundred percent. Because that is a good idea. Oh, my God. I am And gonna I'll be, be like, be the MS food lady.
0: Oh, I can't.
1: That's going to give how, people you know orgasms. She, like,
2: yes, exactly. Oh, my God. I want to be everyone's orgasm.
1: You probably are a few peoples already.
2: Oh, you, buddy.
1: <laughs> oh, Muff scene.
2: Only you. Next question.
1: <laughs> Where did you leave that? Santorini. Yeah.
2: Um, It was about... <laughs> We were talking about... Um, I any... do,
1: the reason I, I lost, lost it, because when you were describing Santorini, I was kind of like, you know when you do a meditation class, yeah. a mindfulness class, they describe the blank space you're in? yeah. I was, ready, I was getting ready for like a 20-minute meditation class now. Oh, my God, babes. <laughs> Will well, you can meditate that.
2: with me anytime. Um, no, you, le- you left off um, asking me about if i would encountered any difficulties sharing as much of myself as I have on social media. And honestly, I don't think I can say that I have. I think, if anything, it's made me much, much happier. And it's made me feel a lot closer to a lot of people. And it's made people also feel unafraid to connect with me. So I'm mm. very, very happy.
1: That I've done it. And that's kind of the wonders of social media. It's given people like us and also young people um, a space to express yourself, which yeah. we didn't really have before.
2: Yeah,
1: exactly. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you.
0: Um, what's your favorite like visual i thought you were asking
1: dark one
2: <laughs> i thought you were asking me too and when you referred to me in third person to myself i was like yes bitch, i've arrived <laughs> i'm sorry i didn't
1: <laughs> next, okay. time, um, next time next <laughs> time one of the probably photos i'm jealous of uh, more than anything is the flower photos the bloom project you did with ivan oh Hanson. yeah, yeah yeah because I saw those photos I was like,
2: I really want to be in those pictures. Oh, babe. Well, let's, let's organize. But you were
1: wrapped up in vines and flowers and everything. And you looked, you had like this very sultry look on you. And it just works and it looks beautiful. Uh, I don't know where that project went, if it was like um, in an exhibition anywhere.
2: Um, Bloom was in, it's now known as queer.ltd on Instagram, um, Barbaqueer, which is a Canadian publication owned by Alexander Jamal, who's a good friend. Yes, that's Mm. where it went.
1: That and also the stuff that you've done for Hardcock Life. Ah!
2: she's one of my hard-caught girls
1: <laughs> so those are those photos are interesting too um, oh well thank you we'll, we'll drop the pictures in the queer talk feed <laughs> yes <laughs> we're
2: gonna
1: we're gonna have to put some
0: like explicit warning on on, on this whole thing every conversation every question leads back to dark being an absolute stud um, <laughs> <laughs> um
2: i don't think i identify with stud anymore what would i call myself a temptress
0: <laughs> 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 temptress was way better. Yes, my my favorite my favorite project that you did was with Virgin X, where you're just oh draped, you're yes. just draped over, and I I could never. I honestly, the shot is so stunning. It's so gorgeously, just the outfits, the textures, the colors. I just I just stare at that photo. That's yeah, like that... my every Sunday morning. Like go to church. Like I just look at that photo and go. Mm
2: -hmm. i think that went to that went to art play magazine and was shot by darren black that was great honestly it was girls i still have the behind the scenes photos when 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 i was black jesus and i tell you i knew i was going to be wearing wigs from then like i only just started (laughs) like doing it just as me instead of like in drag but yeah no those those images are stunning so Darkwa, yes. which is your favorite project? that like Darkwa is done. <laughs> my favorite project that I have done is still not out yet. Ooh. Yeah. So, do we, do we get an idea of what it is? Yes, you do. It's called The Vault of Darkwa. So you've got House of Darkwa, but you're going to have The Vault of Darkwa. It's going to be where you go to get the most me. All of my poetry will be made into different films or, and have been made into several films now as well. Um, images that aren't seen anywhere else. Maybe you'll get a teaser of a reel or something and like creating the mm. content. But yeah, I think I'm I'm moving towards really doing me for me. So Instagram is still gonna be there, but you're gonna have a full website too. Well houseofdarkwa.com is gonna be is the website and then Vault of Darkwa is on the place where you go to get everything else, you subscribe to that.
1: But that's great. You're sharing more of yourself like a more real you because even though Instagram, you are sharing yourself, it is still kind of for an audience because of the algorithm and everything. Yeah. So if you're putting content for yourself that you enjoy doing on your website, then you are you are truly doing it for yourself.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think... In that way. If I'm perfectly honest, I think I still do... With Instagram, That's why I, that's why I decided to do what I'm doing with the website because I don't create for an algorithm or to be seen or anything like Mm. like i create because it's genuinely just what i really love doing i will wake up in the morning and be like oh i want to have like a certain look on my face then i just do it and i do it because i want to and then if it relates to something that i want to speak about then god knows you're going to get a reel with a voiceover that day or, you know, some, like, cute inspirational image. I am tired of feeling like I am creating. And because on Instagram you see all of this, this number of people are following this person, and this this number of people have shared someone else's stuff, but it's not happening for me. I'm like, well, I would rather just take that all away so I can just create and put it out. And those who yeah. like to engage with me can engage with House of Darkwood, just like the standard platform. But then if you want to actually really engage with me and get to know me you can subscribe and get access to me in a whole lot of ways so
1: so many different layers yeah layers of dark one i'm
2: like an onion honey like Ooh. shrek once <laughs> said i'm like an onion it's a lot <laughs> of layers
0: we need to add voice actor to the cv i um, mean uh... <laughs> If Mike Myers, you know, sadly has uh, an accident, like gets pushed in front of a bus, very Regina George style, War um, uh-huh. can just step in and do the next Shrek film.
2: I mean, I wouldn't sort of. say no.
0: <laughs> We've definitely had enough Shrek <laughs> films. We just need a, a new War franchise. Right. Um, done, done by Dream- <laughs> Dream- DreamWorks needs to be... If 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 anyone from DreamWorks is listening... Um, <laughs> oh, yes, <yeah, fish! laughs> If anyone from Ryanair is still listening. <laughs> no! If anyone from right now is listening, you need to get in quick, honey, because DreamWorks are on their way.
2: Honey, I am a DreamWork. Come dream
0: here. I can't wait. After, after we're done recording, your bio is going to change. Your CV is going to change. All thanks, <laughs> all thanks to me. I'm taking full credit for it all.
2: Girl, you can try and take the credit. You could, you could talk to my lawyers. Anyway, <laughs> next question. <laughs>
0: So you kind of answered this already based on you saying no, you you create for yourself because fuck Instagram and the algorithm. But mm-hmm. now the noise has died down on the Black Lives Matter movement. And I say that... Carefully. Yeah, very carefully mm-hmm. from an observational, as in on social media, people yeah. who were making content for that and now and and now have disappeared again Mm -hmm. which was which was inevitable have you noticed a change in behavior based on your content
2: a change in behavior based on my content how do you mean
0: so i saw again as someone who just spends way too much time on social media Uh i saw all of my queer black friends Mm-hmm. getting a lot more engagement last yeah. year because of the because of the situation and the noise which was gorgeous and I yeah. wonder I wonder if that's fading away now because the noise has died down again.
2: So um have I noticed a change in engagement? No, I haven't. And I think I haven't noticed a change in engagement because during the time that that was all happening, I think I actually found my voice. Yeah. It was no longer just putting out stuff because I wanted people to connect with me and therefore being the funny girl or the sassy girl, or the dramatic girl, or the wise girl. Mm. It was, hey, I'm black, this has happened for too fucking long, and now I'm gonna talk about it, and I'm gonna remind you of my blackness every fucking day. And while I'm reminding you of, of my blackness, I'm gonna remind you that you also need to be actively, continually speaking up and platforming people of color and black people so that we can get past this gruesome shit that we have had going on for way too fucking long. Mm. And so I haven't seen a change in engagement because my content has truly done that. Um, I believe every single time I post something, if I'm posting a a look, I'm making sure that any other non-binary person out there who wants to present in whatever way that they want to feels seen and feels represented in some way and feels like if they wanted to, they could reach out and talk to me. If I am posting a reel and I am showing off my body, I'm no longer just gonna show my body. I'm also going to talk about the expectations and limitations that have been placed upon my body by society for way too fucking long um you know and if i'm showing off my body (laughs) and it looks very fucking masculine i am going to give you the most beat down glam face because i want you to know (laughs) that i can give every fantasy all in one why because i am a fucking fantasy
0: yes you're like a walking advert i love
1: this
2: thank you so much
1: (laughs) So your your engagement hasn't changed. And if anything, your content has been better informed.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think I have really... I've just embraced every aspect of my existence. All of the the highs and lows of being black and queer. And when I say highs and lows, I'm not trying to be like super dramatic. It's just, it's one of those things. Listen, like I can wake up and feel on top of the world like you know like as soon as i put on a pair of heels i'm walking better than Amy campbell and then the next day i can wake up and the reality is someone that looks like me or looks like someone that i know or looks like a relative of mine could have died in police custody or you know could have been like literally abused and beat by the same law enforcement that is supposed to be taking care of you know or, or you know taking care of you watching over you whatever you want to say and so in embracing every aspect of it, I think people are engaging because it's, it's 100% me, but it's just also very much everything that we're talking about.
1: Um, so it's interesting that um, your content has shifted, not just because of the Black Lives Matter process that happened last year, but probably because of the pandemic and mm-hmm. you know, being at home all the time. Like, I guess as a creative, your artwork will always Constantly shift and change, not just in your mood, but like where you are in your life and also external factors like the pandemic. Yeah. Now that we're kind of coming out of, I hope, lockdown uh, with the vaccine rolling out and stuff, like where do you see yourself? So you've got Vault of Dark One now. Where do you see yourself going? In what direction?
2: Fucking everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, part of part of me being able to build my following, even to where it is now, which is, might I say again, very humble has been me being able to meet people, me being able to throw events, me being able to speak about things that are like truly important to me. So if the world opens up again to a point that I can go and do a speaking engagement, like that's what that's where I want to be to the point yeah. where I can be like, Thinking of ways that I can work with brands so that we can not only get their product across to a certain target demographic, but also help the community, the black community, people of color, LGBTQ POC, my trans siblings. Like, if I can do any of that, that's where the fuck I'm going to be. I I do everything I do. Obviously, we all do stuff because we want recognition. But the main reason that I do anything that I do is because I genuinely just want to help. That's all. Anyone, yeah. anyone, anywhere that I can help, I want to help.
1: You've found your voice, and you're going to use it for good.
2: Yeah, 100.
0: We can add uh, superhero to the to the CV.
2: <laughs> yes, honey. I mean, I thought that was already there. That's oh, my birthright, I- honey. <laughs> Deity, superhero, supermodel.
0: Okay, to get to get back into a little bit of fun, and I, I, I mean, I don't think we stopped having fun, even though we've asked some heavy questions. I think. Yeah. The energy is very high today, and I'm absolutely here for that. We love um, that. It has been so much fun watching your makeup journey. Um, I also try and paint my face as often uh, as I can because okay. it does make you feel going off superhero. It makes you feel so powerful. To yes. walk down the street and have people turn in their heads and be confused at <laughs> what you are <laughs> and why you're there um, is so much fun. Mm -hmm. um so i want to know from you for people who are just starting out whether regardless of their gender their sexuality you know however they choose to identify Uh what are your top three tips for people just starting out with makeup because we all well i'm speaking for myself here Mm -hmm. we generally look like a mess on day one okay um (laughs) and some of us uh, also speaking from personal experience, still look like a mess on on daylight three hundred sixty-five. I um,
2: I beg to differ. You've definitely gotten better.
0: <laughs> thanks. <laughs> I just flicked my hair for those of you who <laughs> can't see.
2: Um. Okay. Top tips. For people just starting out makeup. Well, I mean, one, know what you're getting into makeup for, right? Like, I went in because I wanted to be able to slay a fucking blend and do a good eye. Yeah. So Darkwood Does, like, every video really has been focused on the eye. And then everything else was kind of like, whatever. But in that, I wanted to master a nice, like, glowy face. You know, like, perfect for any occasion. So always master your base. Know what you're doing. With the foundation of the face, your blend, your contour, your highlight, that should all be popping. You should know, I feel like everyone should know how to do a good makeup, no makeup look. Good
1: makeup, no makeup look.
2: Yeah, makeup, no makeup. So like you're wearing makeup, but it doesn't look like you're wearing much makeup. Right, yeah. And, and then... you just like cute. <laughs> yeah. And then I would say definitely master one or two styles of eye like and when i say master one or two styles of eye i mean like you want to get a cut crease going cool do you want to do a big block color learn how to do that well because then you can translate that into any color that you want and finally lips lip liner is your friend and i didn't find this out until last year (laughs) and i tell you when i got that lip liner Girl, I was fulfilling fantasies. Honestly. Oh Honey. <laughs> the lips, the lime, the juicy.
1: What does the lip liner do? That like just It lines your lips must your... scene. Yeah. Oh, so, I, get I know it does, but like what does it actually do? That, so look here. Like, why were the, you missing it?
2: You're looking at a lot of lip right now. Yeah. There's like my lip starts like inside the liner and it's actually much smaller. But if you know how oh. to blend out that lip liner, you get a nice juicy full lip because the lip liner if it's darker will also look like it's creating a shadow when you smile and when you laugh so it looks like your lips are so full that they curl backwards okay so you actually need lip filler no i mean girl listen if you if you can get the filler and you can get it good get the filler (laughs) i am just like do what makes you happy that's it. I mean, I'm thinking of a little fox eye lift, but you never know. You don't know. I mean, I might not do it until I'm like 30, because if you do too much stuff when you're young, you end up looking real old, real quick. But that's not a read on anyone.
1: Spencer, are you taking notes? <laughs> I don't need
2: to.
0: I don't need to, honey. I'm 22. I'm gonna stay young forever.
2: Oh, you're 22. You're a fetus. Oh Honestly, my God.
0: I don't need no notes on how to stay young. Just yet.
2: So yeah, base eye lip.
0: Back in September, you shared with the world that you are non-binary. Yeah. And it's no secret because we you <laughs> you speak about it in everything you do now, which is incredible because the visibility that will bring is what we need. Yeah. You're very vocal. You're very creative about this online in how you mm-hmm. present that. You don't just, you know, you aren't just with words. You're just yeah. serving lux every single day. So we wanted to play a game of two or boot with you. Okay. Now, I actually had to teach Mufsin what this was last night because he, he had no idea. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. That's he thought
2: really it was cute. called yay know. or nay. No, I think that's really cute.
1: So the first one is mm-hmm. someone making a big deal in scene about getting someone's pronouns wrong. To boot,
2: I would say that's definitely a boot. Reason being, if you make a big deal out of it, you also make it a big deal for the person whose pronouns you got wrong. And that's a very easy way to make them feel even more uncomfortable because then they can be looked at as the person who's causing the discomfort. Mm. So I would say just... Keep it cute, you get the pronoun wrong. Okay, oh my god, I'm so sorry. They, correct yourself and move on. Because yes. pronouns are pronouns, right? We all we all pick our pronouns, we all have preferred pronouns, and we shouldn't make it any bigger a deal than it needs to be, Yeah. than, than it is. Sorry, I'm like losing my train. Yes, we shouldn't make it a bigger deal than it is, just because it just makes other people uncomfortable. And you want yeah. people to be comfortable around you. You want people to be able to sit and chill and just feel okay.
1: Amen. that's a really good insight. I've never really thought about the fact that it would make the person feel Oh my cause god, a yeah. Discomfort.
2: I have been in so many situations where I have had someone like misgender me and I've I also misgender myself quite a lot by the way because it's still quite new to me too. So when someone else is like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Oh my god." It's like Shit, like, girl, I really... I, like, I didn't make it that much of a big deal. And what you're doing now is making me feel hella awkward. Like, I need you to just chill. So, yeah, don't make people feel like that.
0: The next one is... Creating content from the comfort of your own home. a Toot or boot?
2: Creating content from the comfort of my own home. I mean... I guess too. Like... I love my home I love my room it's really cute um, I would give you a virtual tour but I won't <laughs> <laughs> and also I have all of my things you know my lights my makeup like if I need to change a look real quick it's here I I'm I'm the kind of person that will always pre-plan. So if I'm shooting content somewhere else, it's like, I already know I'm getting this many look. I know what base makeup I'm going to do, and then I know what I'm going to add to change the looks. Then I'm going to shoot, and I'm going to get out of there. I love being... I'm actually a homebody. I really enjoy being at home. So definitely a toot from me
1: gorgeous i'm just skeptical i think maybe you've forgotten what it's like to make content outside in the real world
2: oh really we'll come test me sometime
1: (laughs) next one Mm -hmm. checking in with ourselves toot to boot
2: checking in with ourselves a fucking toot of course always check in with yourself but also don't do that thing of becoming like emotionally indulgent and over emotional there's a lot of times when we feel stuff and we let it completely consume us like and for way too long listen i am all about self-care i'm all about taking time i am all about running a bath and like for two or three days maybe feeling low because this one thing has happened but there has to come a point that you have with yourself that you've drawn a line in the sand and been like "Bitch, we're not doing this today we're gonna get up we're gonna shower we're gonna look good we're gonna take a picture of ourselves we're gonna facetime five people just to keep the energy up like it's so easy especially now that we're all like in our homes To just become, like, stagnant water. You know, just, like, sit and fester and stink and, like, grow cultures. And, like, that's not what you want, okay? That's exactly how
1: I felt this morning.
2: See, like, that's... that's, So, um, for me, what I do to get out of that is... I'll wake up in the morning and I'll only play Healing Frequencies um, on Spotify. There's loads of different playlists for that. Because if I listen to other people's music and other people's words, I'm taking on that emotion because I'm already emotionally vulnerable. I'm sitting in my feelings. And then with like homeopathic remedies, patchouli oil, I use a lot because that's actually a homeopathic remedy for depression. Because something about the scent like lifts you up. It seems to be effervescent in some way for energy. What else do I do? Burn sage and Palo Santo, say an incantation, read out your affirmations and then open the window while you're showering just to get the like negative energy all out with the smoke from the sage and the Palo Santo. Get it all gone. Come in, close the window and you can like reinstate a positive energy into your room. That's what I do. And checking in with myself in on a daily basis, if I'm it, like when I would be out would be sometimes just going to the bathroom and just like chilling just for like two seconds and just getting back to me, checking in. Do I want to be here? Am I enjoying what I'm doing? Do Do I feel the need to leave? If I feel the need to leave, why is it that I feel the need to leave? Address those issues with yourself. Always give yourself moments. It doesn't have to be a big thing. It can literally be while you're on the bus, you close your eyes and just focus on your on your breathing, mindful breathing. Like there's so many ways. Always check in with yourself. I think it is the most important thing, not only for your mental health, but for the health and well-being of those that you love and also for the health of those relationships wow i'm that's a lot of good advice thank you Thank I think you, it bro. is
0: i'm gonna go to tesco and get all the uh you know the herbs and stuff and and start burning them all around my house
1: no 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 no, no, like
2: no, no, you no, don't no. even cook I'm, you I'm, don't know what sage is i'm gonna i'm gonna send you the links to the kind of sage that you want to be burning because it's not just the herbs that from saint it's not saint's reason <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay well that would be <laughs> extremely helpful yeah. this is why this is why i've been getting it wrong for so long okay next self-shooting this is a kind of two-in-one self-shooting okay. and being shot by a photographer Two or boot
2: Ooh! okay self-shooting Toot. i love it i love being able to have an idea for myself and bring it to life completely yeah. on my own shooting with a photographer mega two, because i love Handing myself over to the photographer as just the model, I, I don't, I don't want any control in it. I really don't. I, you know, I had to, I've done it as work for so long, and I do it for myself when I'm at home. That it's not really, I, I don't want it. Listen, if you're a photographer and I've seen your work and I like your work, that's why we're working together. I'm not just gonna let anyone shoot me. But then when we come to it, I want you to take full control if there's things that i know i'm definitely not going to do i will just be like mm, nope not happening that's like not for me communicate open and honestly but the reason i've come to you is because i respect and value your vision so why would i not want to see myself in your vision i'd never understand when people are like oh i don't really like when other people take pictures of me because like they always look so bad i'm like no it's because you're not they're not face tuning the shit that you would normally face tune maybe like <laughs> get off your high horse sis and actually work with the photographer and let the photographer work
1: yeah let them direct you yeah so another two in one mm-hmm. i'll say this separately actually being an influencer or branding yourself as an influencer toot or boot
2: i i'm gonna boot that
1: and your face says it all <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: i don't like branding myself as an influencer an influencer is not aware of their influence they just do stuff you know what I mean? If you really actually have any influence, you're going through your life existing and your existence is influencing shit. So don't, I, don't, I don't need to be called an influencer. If you want to call me an influencer, by all means, but I don't need to brand myself as that. I am a content creator. I am a, an open-hearted child of a chaotic universe. I am a deity incarnate. I am beautiful, sexy delicious i am not an influencer (laughs) (laughs) period okay
1: but how about the flip side of that branding yourself or being
2: an activist toot or boot i think with activism i'm gonna say it's a toot and i the reason i say it's a toot is because we don't all understand how far and wide activism can be like the variations of activism are you know what i mean i didn't count anything that i was doing as activism when I was writing poems and sharing my experience. And I don't, I mean, there's a lot of people who don't, but there's a lot of people who did. And so I'm just like, if I say I am an activist, then the different ways in which I take action in that are also valid valid ways to be an activist. Therefore making it easier for someone who has a lot of opinions on a lot of important things that are going on and really valid and valuable opinions But maybe they only know to communicate the way in which I do. It means that they can step into that happily and create and share and educate people through a medium with which they are comfortable and familiar. Now, there's obviously the flip side, because then it means that anyone can be an activist, but literally anyone can be an activist and anyone can be an influencer and it's i guess it's just how people take it you know you can define yourself as something but like i can define myself as nefertiti reincarnated but i'll walk into a room and people will see me and define them define me through their perception of me until i've given them something that says oh yeah this is definitely nefertiti like reincarnate." so <laughs> due to the fact that everything is up for interpretation and open to interpretation through the many lenses through which we see the world. I'm just very much like, well, whatever you want to call me, call me. Just-
0: Just call me. Yeah. Just call me. Call me. (laughs) me. I think this is the most well-rounded response i've ever heard to this but it's right like you be whatever you want to be and you label yourself however you want to label yourself Mm -hmm. and be aware that people are going to interpret that however they want to Mm -hmm. and hopefully you can meet somewhere in the middle
1: cool thank you that's the end of the toot and boot round
2: fab i enjoyed that. that
1: yeah that was my first ever toot and boot i'm glad to have taken your toot and boot virginity
0: So that everyone is the end of episode twenty-one, yeah. which is crazy. We we've really been doing this for, for way too long, and also not long enough.
2: No, not long enough. <laughs> I want to I want enough. I want to come back exactly like when you've done another year. I want to come back on this date next year.
0: Gorgeous. I'll make a note of that. Thank you so so <laughs> much for oh joining God, thank us. Thank
2: you. This has been so fun.
0: Honestly, the biggest thank you, Darkwell, for making time to come on this show. It's <laughs> When internet is not on your side,
1: you still Bitch. make this work and I'm it's so It's literally grateful.
2: dropped in and out like five times since we started this interview.
1: So thank you, Darkwa. How can our listeners follow you on social media?
2: How can you find me on social media? Well, you can find me on Instagram at House of Darkwa. That's H-A-U-S-O-F-D-A-R-K-W-A-H. Same handle on Twitter and also if you're on Clubhouse how do we find the vault of dark World? oh no you have to keep your eyes peeled on my socials and i will be letting everyone know when and the bu- vault of dark World is open to the public
0: so to our listeners don't forget to let us know that you've e- <laughs> you've listened to this show uh, on socials we are on instagram at queer underscore talk and on twitter we are queer talk underscore so until next time bye, bye. bye.